it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. Since it's Eating Disorders Awareness Week, I wanted to talk about mine. So in this episode, I'm going to share some of my story. Again, I'll be sharing what I learned and how recovery started for me. So it was late fall or early winter of 2007. And I remember looking at the nutrition information on the bag of jujubes that I had just eaten and feeling utterly and completely disgusted with myself. That was the day of my first binge. And little did I know at the time how much worse it would get. I had dieted on and off most of my life since about my mid-teens. But any time I tried to stick to a diet that told me what I was and wasn't allowed to eat, like Atkins, for example, which was the first one, I never managed to last longer than a day or two before I'd blow it and just give up. Prior to the day of my first binge, I had actually lost a lot of weight on my own at this point, simply by counting calories. But I had hired a trainer because while I had reached my goal weight on my own, I still wasn't happy. I still hated my body and, well, myself, really. So, you know, I did the only thing I knew to do at the time, which seemed perfectly reasonable, pay somebody else to tell me what I was supposed to eat and how I was supposed to train so that I could have a perfect body and finally be happy. (laughs) That was cute. (laughs) So I white-knuckled my way through four whole days of this trainer's clean eating meal plan before I found myself at the grocery store, feeling much like I'd imagine a junkie feels as their high begins to wear off. I needed a fix, and I was jonesing bad. So I dove into the bag of jujubes. (laughs) The next day, I barely ate anything, and I ran for about two hours or so to punish myself, you know, for being such a, quote, pig the day prior. Within a few months, I was sitting in a therapist's office, eight months, I think, to be exact, hearing him call me bulimic while bawling hysterically and begging him to tell me how to stop feeling so completely out of control with food, you know, because I needed to fix that binging so that I could get even skinnier, right? That was literally the only reason that I went to the therapist, so that I could stop binging, so that I could actually stick to the diet that I was supposed to stick to. That was it. It wasn't about health or anything else. It was just let me get, let me get this food crap under control so I can stick to this diet, The harder I tried to control my intake, the more out of control I became. The more out of control I felt, the worse I felt about myself and my body. Depression, panic attacks, binging, and restricting and over-exercising took over my world. Restricting and over-exercising, by the way, were my compensatory behaviors of choice because I couldn't make myself throw up. It wasn't that I didn't try, it was just that as I thought at the time, I couldn't even do bulimia right because I couldn't make myself throw up. I actually remember saying that to the therapist one day. 
And as I heard the words come out of my mouth, I thought, Wow, you're so broken. <laughs> what was wrong with me? I used to think. I wanted a perfect body so desperately. Why couldn't I just eat what I was supposed to eat? I spent a lot of time in therapy, and he never really gave me an answer for what was, quote, wrong with me, but beyond you know, diagnosing bulimia, depression, panic attacks. He never really helped me get to the root of any of it or how to fix any of it, and it all just kept getting worse. I can remember that my whole body would shake. I would be so desperate to get into whatever food I had as fast as humanly possible. And I was so desperate that I usually even end up eating an entire large bag of candy on the drive home from the store before continuing to eat when I was si- eat until I was sick once I finally did get home. After a while, I started noticing that it literally felt like there was this hole in my chest, like there was a hole almost in the center of my being that I was just frantically trying to fill, unsuccessfully, obviously, because no matter how much I stuffed into my mouth and down my throat, that hole in my chest just never felt full. What I started with one small bag of candy on the day of that first binge turned into a monster inside me that I could not control. It morphed from that one bag of candy to eating myself sick and ultimately feeling like I was killing myself with food. At my worst, there were nights that I had eaten so much I was legitimately scared I was going to have a heart attack in my sleep and I wondered if I should go to the ER to save my daughter from finding me dead in bed when she woke up in the morning. It was a legitimate fear many nights. So, again, desperate, I started reading everything that I could get my hands on. I was desperate. Desperate to not eat myself to death, but also... Desperate to find a way to stop so I could, you know, just have that perfect body and finally be happy. But but the more that I read, the more I started figuring out that my binging wasn't about the food. The over-exercising and starving myself to compensate for the binging. The years of dieting before the weight loss and the eating disorder. None of that was ever about the food or the exercise. The obsession with my scale, my weight, my desperate need to feel pretty or to have a perfect body. None of it was ever even about my body. And if you can relate to any of my story, it's not about any of those things for you either. Of that, I am almost 100% sure. It all had everything to do with how I felt about myself and my worth as as a human and my inability to manage emotions in healthier ways. I hated myself and I felt worthless. I didn't think that I was good enough for anything and that manifested through this obsession to look good enough. And I had zero coping strategies for dealing with difficult emotions. And so in that one moment of awakening, everything that was wrong in my life made complete sense. I finally knew why I was angry all the time. I was in pain from a lot of things, not the least of which being decades of my own self-rejection. The starving, the restricting, the binging, the over-exercising, it all made sense. I was punishing myself. 
The obsessive ways that I dove into everything, including food and exercise, were just attempts to keep myself distracted, to keep myself numb, and to not feel the pain of difficult emotions that I had been suppressing for decades, or the pain of my own self-rejection and the disconnection that had developed between me and myself and my body, right? I knew that if I had, if I ever had any hope of changing anything, that I had to stop obsessing over what my body looked like. Because you can't heal in the same environment that made you sick, as they say. I recognized that the obsession with weight and food were symptoms of those deeper issues and that that's where my attention and my energy needed to be focused. It needed to be focused on healing those things, the underlying causes. And I knew that I would not be able to focus on healing if I were to continue obsessing over what my exterior looked like. I needed to start learning to love and value myself, me as a human, outside of what my body looked like or weighed, which meant figuring out where the self-loathing and feelings of inadequacy were coming in the first coming from in the first place. And the first thing that I had to do in this process of healing, recovery, and growth was to start learning to be forgiving of myself and to treat myself with compassion. I had been living with excruciating emotional pain pretty much my whole life. And I had never allowed myself to acknowledge it, never mind deal with it. My constant anger didn't make me a bitch or a horrible person. It was a symptom of somebody who was hurting deeply and didn't know how else to express it. The initial weight and food struggles that morphed into dieting and disordered eating, and then later as binge eating and bulimia, those things didn't make me disgusting or weak. They were all just symptoms of somebody who was deeply disconnected from herself, somebody who was suffering, somebody who didn't know, like, or trust herself. So for me, for me, recovery meant recovering me. It meant finding my way back to me. It meant finding my way back to the truth of me. It meant reconnecting with my body and relearning trust. And all of those realizations allowed me to start letting in compassion and extending myself compassion for those things in me that I wasn't proud of, which allowed me that space to start healing. Because you cannot change anything as long as you still believe you deserve to be punished. And so I gave myself permission to eat whatever I wanted. I even gave myself permission to binge. And the weirdest thing happened. I gave myself permission to binge, and the binging began to happen less and less. Now I can't even remember the last time I binged. It's been years. And I know that it sounds crazy, like the opposite of what we should be doing. Permission to binge? What? But when I realized the purpose that the binging was serving, and I stopped judging myself for it so that I could work on actually healing the need that it was filling, it all changed. See, as long as we're judging and hating ourselves and trying to control ourselves, we'll always feel like we're bad and deserve to be punished when we get out of control. 
And as long as we're bad and believe we deserve to be punished, we'll never stop punishing ourselves. Beyond permission, I practiced acceptance. Acceptance of everything, myself, my body, my circumstances, the parts of myself that I didn't really like. And this was vital because without acceptance, I was destined to continue living at war with myself, my body, food, life, everything. Compassion and kindness were two more elements that transformed everything for me. I simply considered, how would I speak to or treat a friend or client that was going through this? That's how I started trying to speak to and treat myself. And the worse that I felt, the kinder I was to myself. Curiosity also shifted everything. I knew that I couldn't just blindly give myself permission to binge forever without actively getting curious about why I was doing it. So every time it would happen, I'd spend a lot of time asking myself, why? How was I feeling? What feelings was I trying to keep myself from feeling with that binge? And was there a better way that I could manage those feelings? If you haven't already, hop over to my website at cognitiveeatingacademy.com and grab my free ebook. When you're done reading that, you'll be given the chance to register for my free micro course where I outline these elements that I just spoke of in more detail, but also more of them. All of the elements that I started practicing to begin my own process of recovery from dieting disordered eating, emotional eating, and even the eating disorders. See, because dieting may have made me bulimic, but my obsession to find happiness and self-acceptance by building that perfect body in the beginning ultimately led me down a path of learning to love myself and learning how to manage my emotions without food And most importantly, how to start creating peace and joy in my life from within. And what I realized through the whole process was that I'm enough, exactly as I am. And I know with everything in my heart that so are you. And you know, in a lot of ways, I couldn't be more grateful for binge eating and the bulimia and how bad it got for me at my worst because that's what helped me learn to start changing it. If it hadn't gotten so bad for me, I don't know that I would have ever had the motivation to try to learn to start changing it. So in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it, although it was, you know, it was really difficult while I was living it. I'm actually grateful for it because I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be where I am today. And I wouldn't have learned everything that I learned had I not gone through, gone through those things, which is one of the reasons why acceptance is so wonderful, right? When we can accept the circumstances, we can start seeing, we can start seeing the other side of them and, and sort of the benefits that we got from them. So that's my experience with eating disorders and disordered eating and dieting and all of that crap. Um, Please reach out if you can relate to anything in my story or just need a little bit of support if you're going through anything similar because you are definitely without a doubt not alone and there is always hope for change.
You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.